Welcome to the Sonic Shaman Show, home of the Coffee Connect and Conscious Connections. The show is dedicated to empowering you to perceive, know, be, and express your unique voice in this world without the fear of judgment of others through healing, coaching, and educational services. In each episode, Hank and his guests offer tools, techniques, and inspiration to help you step into your potency. Now, here is your host, Hank Settela. Welcome to everyone. I have my friend Ernie on with me, and he is a master astrologer. In fact, I didn't tell you this, but uh, my friend Casey said that he got an astrology reading from you many years ago, and you totally blew him away. I don't know if you remember it. You probably have many, many parts, <laughs> but you did quite an impression on Casey. So thank you so much for coming on to share a little bit of your astrology knowledge. Well, thank you. Uh, I've been studying astrology since 1972, and some of it's starting to stick. <laughs> Great. And I think I actually met you through a place on the east side of Cleveland called CHAMAM, which is Center for Holistic Energies and Applied Metaphysics, if I remember the acronym correctly. And they were really big with esoteric astrology. That's where I learned. And I actually have a little pretty piece of paper that says I'm a basic astrology <laughs> practitioner. Uh, but I, I forget so much. I have to look up everything as I need it because I just haven't I haven't stuck with it as much as, as you have to be able to do things off the cuff. Uh, but did you want to talk a little bit before we get to the uh, looking at the actual uh, charts coming up? We're going to be going over three different planetary things going on, everyone. Uh, the lunar eclipse, the solar eclipse, and the winter solstice. And looking at it with the idea of how do you use these aspects, use these events to help create in your life and uh, bring things to you and things of that nature. But tell me a little bit about your astrology background. How did uh, you get into all of this and how has it really impacted your life? Okay, well, uh, I remember way back in 1972, I was at work and a guy had a book on astrology. It was the Complete Astrologer. It was like a coffee table book. And uh, he said he didn't care for it. He, he gave it to me to, to take a look at it because I was curious. I didn't, I didn't know anything about astrology. And I was fascinated with the book. And, and at the end, there's a, uh, like one paragraph on how to set up a chart, which is impossible to set up a chart with just one paragraph back then so without all the calculations. But I said, this isn't working. I, I, I looked in the phone book under astrology and there was a, a card reader, astrologer, and then a Ohio Astrological Association. And I went to that meeting and found a teacher and started learning and took four years for me to be convinced that astrology worked because uh, it was uh, complicated. And, <laughs> it is very complicated. <laughs> and uh, a guy from out of town came in and uh, he had written some books and he did my chart. And I said, wow, you, you know a lot about me. He says, well, <laughs> yeah. and I said, this must really work. He says, oh, you could be a better astrologer than me. And says, well, now I don't believe you. And, uh, and I can help uh, counsel people with astrology. And, I don't think I ever knew more than he did, but uh, I have my intuition uh, working good for counseling people. 
Yeah, definitely. I've had a couple people read my chart and the most impressive of which that really gave a lot of validation. I was in a workshop at Fellowships of the Spirit with Robert Hand mm -hmm. and he was doing one on relationships because you could actually run two people's charts and lay them over top of one another and do like a compatibility chart and see how different people will potentially react with one another and things like that. And mm -hmm. my wife's chart had an open arm in Venus and my chart mm -hmm. had an open arm in Mars, which is a a, a term for a particular type of planet formation. But when you put our charts over one top of one another, we complete each other's chart. So it was just like a, just an amazing experience hearing him uh, go through our charts and come up with all this stuff that was 100% accurate. Even him identifying that I would marry someone from another country. It's like, wow, like there's no way anybody could, I mean, what is the likelihood? Because my wife is from Germany, met in high school and uh, the rest is history, right? But anyway, uh, where would we like to start with our conversation? Uh, which one of the uh, charts, or do you want to talk first? Or should I bring up the chart well, and kind of go from there? Well, let's just uh, talk a little bit about what's happening right now. And that, uh, coincidentally, at uh, you know, like 11.11, I set up a chart, and, and the moon is right on top of Neptune at 18 degrees Pisces. For today, you did a chart for 11-11? Yeah, for, uh, for in, in two more minutes. <laughs> yeah, I well, mean, I, didn't have that, I didn't have that one ready. <laughs> no, no, we don't have to. Uh, we don't have to. We'll just talk about it. But okay. Just that coincidentally, we picked this time to talk when the moon and Neptune are together, which uh, gives us insight, uh, intuition, sensitivity, you know, spiritual awareness, you know, Pisces type of things are happening right now for everybody. And it's also the uh, same time as Mercury in Scorpio, trining 120 degrees away, which it, uh, it lines up perfectly so that we have uh, intellect and communication with this uh, spiritual energy. And uh, so that bodes well for our, our talk, shall we say. Awesome. Uh, well, I almost have the chart uh, run if you want me to put it up. I have it ready. So oh, let me. Oh, go ahead. Yep. I, I was uh, frantically typing into Solar Fire. Which if, <laughs> if you are ever going to get into astrology, Solar Fire, it's a little bit of a dated program, uh, but uh -huh. it is one of the best things to run astrology charts and things of that nature. But let me go ahead and share this. Um, well, I have to open the image first and then I'll bring that up. So yeah, I, I use Solar Fire myself. And there's also. Uh, an app for iPhones and it's not solar fire, but time passages. Yep. So this, are, these are the planets as of today. And after the broadcast, I won't do it now, but I have all these charts that we're going to be talking about as JPEG files. And I will post them in the comments on the um, Sonic Shaman Facebook page. So if you want to grab them from there, uh, they will be available after the stream. If you want to be able to take a little bit of a deeper dive yourself into uh, mm -hmm. some of the things that we're looking at, because even though I have it on the screen, it's a little bit small for people to really see what's going on. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of... Uh, the other thing that's going on is uh, the sun is just entering into Sagittarius, and uh, that's uh, what I call the, the the end of fall leaves or uh, getting ready for winter to happen. But uh, the, the leaves are pretty much all turned brown; they're all on the ground, blowing <laughs> around. And but that leaves the trees barren, and it lets us see the horizon better. And so our clarity uh, improves and uh, Sagittarius the archer comes out and shoots his bow 
we can see our goals and we shoot the arrow and go after it and with freedom uh, looking for a new goal every time we find the arrow we shoot it again and we that sagittarian energy and it also combines with uh, you know with our conditions with covid we want to get along and get out and do things and it's a restless time to be confined but uh and one cool thing to speak on with that there is a different energy behind behind the word goal and target so i love that you brought up sagittarius firing his bow mm -hmm. if you have targets in life you can continue to move the target wherever whatever direction you'd like to go in life but with a goal if you think of like football or soccer mm -hmm. or anything when you reach the goal all the energy shifts you turn around and you go a completely different way so mm -hmm. targeting like uh, shooting a bow and arrow with their intention shooting that intention and mm -hmm. then just shooting it again is a great acronym or a great metaphor to show like how you can continue you a good orderly direction and create what you'd like in your life. And for those of you who don't know what the sun looks like, upper left-hand corner of the picture that you see with the, the yellow circle with the dot in the middle, that's the sun where it says zero one. I know it's a little bit small, uh, but that's what we're looking at when we're saying that the sun is just entering Sagittarius. It's one degree right now. Very and, cool. And then finish up with the, uh, the archery terms. Uh, if, if you're off the mark, I think it's like a, a French term or something It's called a sin and a sin just means you didn't hit your mark and oh. uh, as opposed to uh, the modern day interpretation of Going I, <laughs> I use that acronym all the time because as a person shooting a bow and arrow, the only person that knows what you're aiming at is you. So it's impossible to judge anybody else's choice because you don't know where they were aiming <laughs> or go. where their soul was aiming, right? Uh -huh. uh, just a couple, I want to uh, take a moment to bring up some of the comments. We have Mary Lee tuning in again. Thank you for joining us. We have Alice Langholt. That's, I think I remember you guys used to do some shows <laughs> together. Alice is amazing. She is the author of Practical Reiki uh, and she created a whole Reiki series a modality that was just streamlined, I guess would be the best way to say it. That mm -hmm. is just, it, it lives up to its name. It's very practical and it, it's not as overwhelming with symbols and things as is my understanding. I haven't personally learned from her, but a lot of people from Goddess Elite have uh, learned from Sue Ball, who's one of Alice's students. So thank you for joining us, Alice. If you ever want to come on, we could do a thing on Reiki. Uh, and then Alizar of Mecca, uh, he was just asking, he's very interested in the series. Will it be podcasted? This is going to be staying on the YouTube channel and, and I will upload the audio version to, um, to my podcast as well. So if you want to tune into iTunes or Amazon Music, you can just say, um, you know who, because she's right there. I don't want to say the Amazon uh, smartphone name, but you you can have, play it, but you have to ask for the Sonic Shaman. If you say Shaman, they won't pick it up. But if you say Sonic Shaman, it will play the most recent episode, uh, which will be will be available. But it's all, all on any device you want, whether it's Apple, Amazon, uh, I think I'm on Spotify. We have it going out to like six different podcasting networks. So you can uh, bring it up on the, the podcast of your choice. Great. So without further ado, oh, where do we go next? Anything else on this chart? Well, uh, I think we've just touched briefly on it. That's, that's good enough. I, I there's so many yeah. we could talk forever on one chart <laughs> right well a lot of these planets are slower moving so when we bring up the other charts a lot of these things are going to be uh -huh. very similar so there's going to be a little bit more awareness around this like you see those three planets that are all together i think it's pluto jupiter and saturn if you remember my symbols 
they're all conjunct. And so that is facilitating a lot of change in the world. I was looking at it uh, just last night. So we're, we're going to talk more as we go through some of these, sure. but I'll go ahead and take that one out. And uh, which one did we want to start with for the three? Uh, uh, the lunar uh, eclipse is uh, 11 at the end of the month, November 30th. All right. So get the lunar one ready. I'd like to say hi to Alice, one of my best friends. Yeah, I always thought you two were two peas in a pod. I was kind of sad when she moved away. I don't see you guys around working together as much anymore. Well, it's a, it's a bit of a distance. Yeah. Uh, now I can't, it's so small, I can't read if I'm on the right chart. So let me take a guess. <laughs> Lunar eclipse, is that the right one? That is correct. All right, we got luck. We got lucky there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but just look how just a couple of days difference, how different this chart looks uh, compared to others. And, mm. and, and the reference point, those planets that we were looking at are still together, but they're at a different place in the chart. They're now in the lower hemisphere altogether uh, and not close to, to the ascendant. Mm -hmm. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a really a challenge to try to read that chart, but uh, the, 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 the the lunar eclipse is like a, uh, it's a, it's a full moon. The sun is on one side of planet earth and the moon is on the other side and it's really lit up nice and bright on a full moon. Uh, but they line up so well that actually the shadow of the earth falls on the moon and that that's the eclipse part. It's being hidden from the sun for, you know, a half hour or so. And uh, it's, uh, you know, a, t a time where um, a full moon is kind of uh, emotional chaos. Often, you know, the, the hospitals and police departments say things, there's an uptick with the unusual activity. And it has to do with our consciousness and our subconscious. Uh, if we're not in balance, it'll be demonstrated then. If we're in balance, then we'll just feel a little funny but uh, this uh, uh you know the full moon effect is uh you know it's not scientifically uh, described as an event but uh, a lot of people believe in it well they there's a reason that the word lunatics exists because on the full moon the crazies would come out and i can speak mm -hmm. From my experience when I was a phone jockey for the bank, uh -huh. I used they used to make fun of me because I would use vacation days to take the full moons off because they're the, they're the most insane phone calls I've ever taken in my life happened on full moons. I had somebody blow a whistle in my ears. Somebody that was threatening suicide had a call like the police to send them out to you know talk them yeah. down because they were going to kill themselves over an interest rate reduction and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, I don't want to deal with any of that. So you have witnessed this effect. I uh, have. I have witnessed this effect. The, 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 the whole thing is that uh, uh, when, when, when confronted with, uh, you know, their consciousness and subconscious not tying together, uh, they don't know what to do. And, and they go berserk. It's uh, The way I like to call it is that uh, Luna is the moon. And under the influence of Luna is a lunatic. Yep. And, and it's just, uh, uh, it doesn't make everybody go crazy, but uh, the, the more grounded and centered you are, that the, the less negative effects it has on you. Right. And this is a great time too, like with the moon, if you look at your personal chart, like you can work with your own moon whenever it comes into a 
a, a lunar turn comes back to the place in your NATO chart. When we're looking at a collective right. consciousness, what this is representing too is it's illuminating a shadow of the collective consciousness, something that is right. being illuminated for us to work at as a right. as a community and a species, like some sort of shadow aspects that are coming to light. So we can use all the moon things as a great way to see insights as to what we can work on. And we're in the energy of it. So it's really a great time to ask, well, what what what's going on in the world that I could do something or be something to make a difference in. And that's that's how I personally use the uh, the full moons. And But this is an eclipse, so it's a little bit different. It's not just... Well, it's more intense. Moon. It's more yeah. intense that way. But uh, yeah, the, the shining the light on, on our emotions is a quick way to describe it. And uh, hopefully uh, the idea is to, to come to uh, an understanding, a better understanding of your own emotions uh, that... Uh, helps you straighten things up and uh, you you learn what to you can learn what to get rid of we carry around too much baggage too much stuff you know feng shui is a, a thing where there's books on it like crazy now how to uh, simplify our life with less items less clutter and less energies in the home and it'll spill into our energy when we go out and uh, so it's, if you can clean things up, you might have a better time of uh, going through a full moon or full moon uh, lunar eclipse. Very cool. Uh, but uh, also at the, at the same time, um, the, the, the moon is in uh, Gemini and the sun is, in, is going to be in uh, eight degrees of Sagittarius. And so uh, the moon in Gemini is uh, communicating, and so it'll be a a chattery time on on the phone lines for those people working on those phone lines. They're going to get an earful because oh, I'm uh, sure people's minds are going to go like crazy, literally. And one thing to take note on too, like if you look at esoteric astrology, the top half of the chart is typically things that are expressed into the conscious world and uh -huh. the lower hemisphere of the chart are things that are more in the internal world. So the fact that the moon is in the upper hemisphere means that how this uh, lunar eclipse will play out, it will be a lot more things that you can see happening outside in the world versus if it was uh, all internal, it might be more of a retrospective experience for people, but this is going to be out in your face. It's uh, uh, yeah, the, the top half is like uh, above the horizon and out in the daylight area or, you know, uh, people see it and all the rest of the planets that are hang hanging underneath that parallel line across the middle is a evening uh, part of the chart. And that's also subconscious and hidden and introspective. So we get in the in the winter time it's a good time to withdraw and go home and you know huddle and think and in the summertime you go outside and roam around because it's nice and warm but uh, so we're going to have to balance you know the need to get out and the need to stay in with covid it's been extra heavy on the stay in part we'll feel it let's see so, but um, also the, the the moon is going to be hitting a, a spot in, called the the vertex, and that's uh, uh, where you where you run into other people and they say say something significant. You know, it's a good time to to, to go for a counseling or talk with a friend or you know 
hang out with uh, somebody on the phone, uh, you'll, we can get more insightful messages from other people when the vertex is involved and that's what's happening this, this go around. So uh, um, with the uh, sun in Sagittarius is uh, just a little bit about that is, uh, you know, that's spirit, uh, freedom, religion, um, travel, travel, long distance travel, I call it. It's traveling so you can see how other people are living and you can take something home for you that like, hey, they do this over in Italy and they do that over in Spain. And uh, that's a good idea. I'm going to incorporate that. You know. And uh, so the traveling with the idea of learning and try a better understanding of truth. You know, it's like Superman, truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> or, but freedom is uh, the key word for Sagittarius. Now, I think uh, unless there's any other questions, you got anything in the chat there? Oh, you know, that's something that I uh, forgot to mention. As we're going through this, if you have comments, if you have questions, if you see something that stands out to you in the chart, uh, make a comment. We can uh, mm -hmm. certainly speak in more depth. We just don't want, we're, we're keeping this as layman as we can in a way, because astrology, as you can see, there's so much going on even in this chart, it could get overwhelming. So we don't want to you know, word vomit astrology data at you. But if you have a question, absolutely ask it. So we'll, we'll leave this chart up for a moment or two more um, while we wait to see if anybody has a question. And Magic Mike, thanks for reminding me. Uh, Magic Mike is one of the people that uh, comes on the streams quite a bit. He's just reminding me to tell everyone, if you're watching this on Facebook, uh, there's also a, in the description, there's a link to the YouTube video. And if you uh, make sure to like that video, make a comment, uh, subscribe and turn notifications on, you'll catch all the future broadcast but more importantly when you watch on youtube it sees that there's people watching it finds that people are finding the content relevant and it organically serves it up to a lot more people uh, so if you have the ability to watch it over on youtube it's greatly appreciated and also you'll find out about future shows i do a, a coffee connect every single morning so uh, almost every single morning haven't missed one yet since i started but for my goal is my target is to be on every day to offer a little bit of inspiration but we haven't had any comments on this chart so i'll go ahead we can always circle back to this if you um, have a question but you wanted to bring up the um solar eclipse one next or the winter solstice uh, solar eclipse is uh in sequence is uh december 14th and that's like a week before the winter solstice yeah the, Let me make sure I have all my photos closed out so I can find the right one. <laughs> okay. And so, what solar eclipse? Here we go. And one note while I'm bringing this up too, I will be doing a despacho ceremony on the winter solstice. I'll probably be doing it virtually since the COVID numbers are coming up. But if you are interested in having a little shamanic experience, I'll be doing that. Um, I will be doing a ceremony around that. And let me zoom in on this a little bit. There we go. A little bit bigger for the more relevant stuff here. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, the, uh, the, the new moon or the solar eclipse uh, is uh, when the sun and the moon are at the same spot in the sky 
23 degrees Sagittarius in this case. It's, each sign has 30 degrees, and uh, this one's near the end of Sagittarius, but uh, when they line up, you, you get a new moon. You can't see the moon. It just, just like disappears. And uh, the, the eclipse is when they line up perfectly because the moon goes like north and south of the equator. When it, when it travels along the equator, then it line up perfectly and you get a, sh a shadow effect on the sun. And that's uh, what's going to happen on December 14th. So it just makes it a little bit stronger. Uh, right. New moon. And, and if I and, remember right, if um, there's something called an arc for planets, depending how fast they move, that the, how close they are to one another, they may mm -hmm. have an influence over an eclipse. And I see Mercury, which is that little symbol with the, looks like little ears coming out of it, as yep. 20 degrees Sagittarius. So that would that be influencing this eclipse as well? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, the best way to visualize it, I found, is uh, imagine each one of the planets and things in a chart is like a flashlight and they all have different colors. And when the two things get together, the, the colors blend and make a third color. And when three get together, then you, you get a more complicated color, but they're all working together and kind of blending together. So we got the, the, the sun, moon, and Mercury working together, which just uh, Mercury is the intellect, so, sun, is uh, your conscious desire, and the moon is a subconscious or nurturing part. So th this has a ability to, you know, like a excellent time to start new projects, come up with new ideas, create a wish list. The best time to create the wish list is right before the the event happens, uh, and that is at eleven sixteen a.m. So like if you could do it in the morning, you can make a wish list and then that wish written down carries through with energy for the next month. And uh, it helps uh, get things uh, manifest into the earth plane. Um, we get self-awareness, conscious expansion and emotional support with you know, ease and communications and Kind of like knowing what you want. Right. If, or, if you're at all uh, in that area, you, you get a boost. If not, you get maybe a pointer to, to that area. And it sounds like this would be a good time, like you said, make a list before then, but on that day to mm -hmm. anchor that, like you're planting the seeds that you're going to reap the, the fruits of later. So what mm -hmm. projects might you be able to start and cultivate over the next year? Like how long, mm -hmm. with, the, with solar, usually it's a, a one-year thing. I know when we have our birthdays and have a solar return, you get like an energy that you can work with all the way around for a year. Mm -hmm. Is a, a solar eclipse the same way where you can really anchor an energy and start to, to work with it over that period of time? Oh yeah, it's a, uh, you can, uh, yeah, you wanna ride it as long as you can. It'll be at least six months. You know. It, it, the strongest part is near the beginning and uh, and it starts tapering away and then as as we get more full moons and new moons and and and, and the like then the energy keeps on shifting uh, you know like a pinball game or, or uh, playing pool things keep on colliding and keep on going 
And uh, the idea is to use that energy in the way you want to, as opposed to feel like a victim to the, to the stars. You can't really blame the stars. <laughs> They've said that before. It's, it, it doesn't work that way. Right. But as we become conscious for all the stars, there's skilled and unskilled applications of those energies. So when we look at something like this, mm -hmm. um, you, you can really kind of wade through the things that might set you back. Because I notice here there's a square. Like when you when we look at the chart, those little red boxes, for those oh, yeah. of you who don't know astrology, astrology, that represents a square, meaning that another planet is in a 90 degree relationship with what we're looking at. So that's Neptune down in Pisces, if I'm remembering my sign. Yes. So, so as Neptune is squaring this eclipse, is that like um, maybe some sort of difficulty that, that might need to be overcome while working with that eclipse energy? Well, it's uh, there's no good and bad in astrology, but uh, uh, there's easier flow of energy and then there's disruptive flow. And the disruptive flow, uh, you know, ideally, is to break up you know patterns that you don't need anymore. And Neptune's at a 90 degrees uh, discordant uh, energy and to break up, you know, thoughts and sp spiritual things that uh, you, you might be able to improve your value system. Because we're always in a, a, a trying to ideally improve our values and our perceptions. And it says, oh, I, had I known that, I would have done something different or... Uh, had I known that, I would have forgiven people more often. And, you know, it, it's just an ongoing process. And uh, Neptune is, uh, on the positive side, very spiritual values. And it's just saying, okay, double check your spiritual values. It's good to have belief, but you hold on to them loosely so you can let go of some things and, and acquire new things that, uh, as you learn through life, uh, there might be a better way of uh, looking at life. Right. I like to say that I reserve the right to change my mind on any belief based on current data, but a lot of us pick a belief and stick so hard to it. Uh, and we forget sometimes that those beliefs are malleable and if they're not serving you anymore, maybe it's time to, to shift and have a different, a different point of view or a different belief. Well, it's kind of like when everything's going good, then uh, there's not as much of a need to change. But if there's lessons to be learned and and obstacles and difficulties, then it might be just a better idea to review your perceptions and, and see if the, you can look at it in a different way so you don't have to struggle through it. And that being said, when we do have good beliefs or things are going good in our lives, sometimes we forget that we could ask the universe and receive more in our life and we're settling. The energy of settling sometimes sticks us worse than something that is in our life that we don't prefer. Because when something's not working for you, we actively work to change it. But if something's working, then oftentimes you might just settle for where we're at, but always know that in the infinite universe, like you could always say, hey, universe, how does it get any better than this? And then things are going to line up to show you. So always be in that good orderly direction moving forward and, and saying how could ever, things get even better if things are good for you and be willing to receive. And astrology gives us a lot of great tools to um, to know when it's a good time to ask those questions. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a, they, they used to write books and say, well, trines are good and squares and oppositions are bad. <clears throat> but it's it's really, you know, easy flow of energy with the trines. And uh, the, the difficulties are really, you have to work at something and change your mind a little bit to get it to work for you. And 
it, that's not bad. You, you learn how to appreciate things when you have to work at things. Right. Uh, let's see. The also we have uh, the node. The, the node of the moon is like the intersection between uh, where the Earth plane it's, and the path of the moon run into each other. And that's this little upside down horseshoe thing in Gemini, correct? Right. Okay. And uh, so when when the when when things happen around the nodes, that's where the eclipses are because that just means it's it's lining up with the Earth. And it has to do with a karmic thing, interpretation of uh, what you're learning and what you brought into the previous life. And uh, this one is, uh, it's actually the south node, can't really see it there, but uh, the south node is coming into play and it's in Sagittarius. So it's, uh, you know, bringing in our sense of freedom will be coming through and we're going to be learning some spiritual values on freedom and choice. And I might be looking at the wrong node then. What's, oh, yeah, I, that, that's the North node is down there in the bottom. Okay. And it doesn't have a picture of the South node. So oh, okay. It's uh, 180 degrees away. It's, okay. So it's always, you just know that it's in opposition to the South node. So there's no reason right. to put both on a chart. Makes right. sense. Mm -hmm. See, that's why you're the astrologer and I'm the, the student astrologer, because I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I, I am? Oh, yeah, I yeah. am. You are. Uh, okay. Uh, so, and also we got uh, Mars 90 degrees to Pluto and that that's tension and, and kind of uh, uh, repositioning our, our values on, uh, on what to do and how to take action. So it'll be... Uh, 1214 could be something to do with uh, either the either the virus or elections or something if it hasn't been resolved by then that'll that'll be an interesting time to see what happens hmm. interesting okay well, and just remind if anybody has questions as we go through this feel free to uh, post them we do have someone that was just offering great information I keep working to understand how to make us of make use of the astrology to manifest, but there's so many details with each movement. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> there is a lot going on with planets, but I will say that it is absolutely worth the time to study it, to get even just a basic understanding of things uh, mm -hmm. because it gives you so many different insights as to what energies are in motion. And then you can just choose, you know, whatever you're looking to bring into your life in accordance with that, just to give more ease. Like you don't have to line up with the planets, but if you do, it's like you got that wave pushing you uh, through to manifest it way more easily. So, mm -hmm. Or you know what you're up against so you can work through it. Either way, it's a, a wonderful thing to have a little bit of knowledge around. Well, I kind of uh, come to the conclusion that the more centered we are on who, knowing who we are, the, the less impact these uh, aspects have on us. But uh, if if we don't have a good center, this will nudge us towards the center uh, a little bit or a lot, depending on how far away from center you are. But uh, you, you're always on your spiritual path. Your, your spiritual path is underneath your feet. And no matter where, where you go, you're still on your path. And uh, you don't have to worry about, oh, my gosh, where should I be? I said, well, pick and choose and you, you, you will learn something. <laughs> Absolutely. So we want to do uh, winter. Yeah, let me bring this off here and get that next one up. 
I'm going to close the window. Here we go. Yeah, to make sense of astrology, you really need to have somebody explain your chart to you. It's, it's, you just can't read a book and, and, and figure it out. There is a, one book, if you wanted to, I don't remember the title of it. The one that Chamam taught out of, it was like a workbook that was like astrology for self uh, astrology for yourself. Mm -hmm. And as you would go through, it would go through different exercises and you would dissect your chart. And it was a great experience to really get to know my own chart a little bit. I will have to find the book and I'll post it. I still have it upstairs in my mm -hmm. office. I just need to, to grab it here. Well, not now. I'll, I'll post it um, afterwards. So here is winter. And I will zoom in. I assume on the bottom half is a yeah. better place to zoom. <laughs> That's, that's that's where everything's going. Well, is where is where's the sun? Yeah, yeah, the sun's in yeah. the first house. See the little number. There's a circle start with one, two, three going down. That's the houses, and that means uh, uh, Venus uh, and Sun and Mercury are in the first house. And interesting, the houses go counterclockwise, but the planet movements are going clockwise. Is that right, or they sure. go both? Well, uh, they're always increasing through the, the, the zodiac, so it gets complicated when you want to do directions because they move forward in the zodiac. You know, starting at Aries and going to Taurus and Gemini, and so they're going that way. This Earth is spinning the other direction, so that it looks like they're coming up over the horizon. And uh, actually, we can see Scorpio at 29 degrees on the ascendant or rising sign it's just that part of the zodiac is due east and it looks like it's rising over the horizon so that's the, the rising sign and venus is going to come up next uh that's the that looks like feminine sign uh symbol and it's uh seven degrees sag sagittarius so um it, each house has a meaning, each sign has a meaning, each planet has a meaning, each angle between the planets has a meaning, and then there's more stuff. <laughs> so it's a, it's a never-ending story of learning how things go, and all the, the squiggly lines in the, in the middle are angles. They're, they're trying to depict what kind of angles are talking to each other, and each one is... Uh, enforcing or uh, uh, the other planets in particular ways that uh, give it different qualities. Excellent. The, the most important one basically is the conjunction where, which means that the sun and like Mercury are on top of each other at zero degrees Capricorn. Yeah, the more things that are on top of each other, like you said, there's different lights influencing that and it's just adding different energies and different potencies and things to uh, mm -hmm. the situation. And the way that astrology was described to me is like the planets are the actors, uh -huh. the houses are a stage and the zodiac is the theme. And so if you were to think it out like a, as though it's playing, like a play is playing out, those are the influences and how things are, are manifesting uh, around you and things like that. If I remember my analogy correctly. You, you, you remember correctly. That, that, oh, cool. It works that way. Uh, you can look at it that way other ways it's all you know it works the same way it's just how do we describe it is uh, <laughs> uh and how do we understand it and whatever makes the most sense but yeah and that's about uh, how do we use it so we mm -hmm. can improve ourselves <laughs> well uh that's that's the that's the tricky part but um with the 
This is called the winter solstice. This is where the, the, the shortest night, the longest night of the year is, uh, you know, the darkest night. It's, it's why we have uh, Yule logs on the fire at this time so that they were the biggest logs. So, the, so we'd have fire longer overnight. And uh, it's uh, going back to uh, beginning of Christianity. Uh, the Romans would have a big ceremony at this time, at the solstice, and and the Christians wanted to not get noticed that they're having a celebration also. So they tied their uh, um, birthday celebration uh, along with the winter solstice, and and that's. That's how we get uh, Christmas. Uh, I'm not too sure that uh, Jesus was a a Capricorn, but uh, that, uh, that that's that's the story that I've heard. And uh, the the fact that the sun is just going into Capricorn, you know, like the the Tropic of Capricorn and the Tropic of Cancer are the two extremes on the on the planet. And that's where the sun looks like it's over. It's the tilt of the earth going back and forth and uh, it's like it's the turnaround point right and, and in peru and, we have a celebration called return of the sun because of course for them or uh -huh. well, actually that's in the summer because it's opposite so uh -huh. never mind but here the <laughs> run i'm going to do is going to be similar to the one they do in summer because for them that's the winter solstice and we're celebrating that the days are going to start getting longer and that the sun is returning to illuminate and warm the earth and all that good stuff yeah it's it's like uh, australia has got everything uh, switched around so that yep. <laughs> it's, it's the beginning of their summer um but uh, with with the the sun and Mercury together, uh, that's uh, uh, it's just coincidental that Mercury was at the same spot. So it's a uh, you know intellect, communication, awareness. Uh, uh, people are going to want to be talking to family and friends, and you know this, it used to be you know they had advertisement for people using long distance telephone lines so they get collect more money. In it. Now we hardly ever have long distance charges unless we go <laughs> to Europe or something. Well, I had a ton of long distance charges when my wife and I first got together and I would call her, it costs like a dollar 40 a minute to call Germany at the time. And now you can do it for free. And like, it's amazing how much more global we are as a, as a community, but anyhow. Well, that's, that, that's actually uh, described as the, uh, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Well, it's, uh, it's happening now. It's the uh, dawning part. We're not exactly sure what year it is that it really starts, but it's humanitarian values. And the internet is, is a major part in that in communication with people because uh, Aquarius is an air sign. And uh, all sorts of anything that you can see the, right now we can talk to anybody anywhere, you know, in, Africa or China or Russia on the internet. And uh, before that, we, we we don't even know how to make a phone call to those places. And uh, it's uh, all these things are just improving our lines of communication. Absolutely. Uh, and it's, uh, we also have Jupiter conjunct Saturn at the same spot in Aquarius. Uh, and that's 
finally we're getting the, the heavy planets that have been moving through Capricorn all summer long and it's part of the uh, um, pandemic and part of the you know, the craziness in politics and stuff and now things are finally moving out of Capricorn the old ways and moving into uh, humanitarian values so uh, that's uh, slowly happening in December and January so hopefully we'll get past a lot of this craziness and uh, hopefully get to a new normal and uh, right the new normal is that nothing is ever normal <laughs> right <laughs> and uh, normal is a setting on a dryer right and there's a great book if anybody wants to pick it up it's by Neil Donald Walsh it's called when everything changes change everything and it really embraces the change in the world like though it was written you know about a decade ago it's just mm -hmm. as relevant today that you know embrace the change as it comes because we are in a constant state of flux and if you're trying to stay stationary you're moving against all the energies of motion from astrology and and what's going on in the world but if you can be in tune with that and change along with it you can really create a, a lot of uh, a possibility in your life and that's a great little book for um for anybody to pick up if you'd like it uh, well, another thing that's happening is uh, uh, like today, we got the moon conjunct Neptune in Pisces. Uh, it's uh, the moon and Neptune are conjunct in Pisces for the winter solstice also. Uh, so it's uh, uh, intuition, spirit. It's a good time to meditate or contemplate or crystal ball, you know, see your shaman whatever you want to do <laughs> yeah. metaphysical uh, properties are rising at that time so uh funny you should say that for the solstice i do plan to do a little bit of a sound bath as well so i'll do that as a live stream from the center that i have but mm -hmm. it will be a, a despacho ceremony to honor the winter solstice and people can put in their their aspirations of what you want to bring into fruition over the next year and then we'll do a little bit of a sound bath to help energetically clear out any energies that would be hindering our ability to really step into that yeah it's it's uh it's well it's never really a bad time to do that, but this would be uh, in sync with some of the frequencies of the planets. I mean, that's how everything works. Every, everything's vibrating. Everything's got a frequency. Everything has a consciousness. Each cell in our body has a consciousness. Each cell in a chair has a consciousness. Um, that um, Dr. Hugh Lind says, you, you, could, you could sit in a chair and if, the chair would say, I know who's sat in here before and I know what you're doing now. And, and you, you might want to sage it if, if, if it's <laughs> uncomfortable for you, but, uh, there's consciousness in everything. So it's like, you know, God, where is God? Well, God's everywhere in everything in every single cell. And it's not like he's sitting there looking at you. It just <laughs> exists everywhere. We have the same principle in my shamanic tradition. We call it an animated life essence that everything is part of that and therefore everything is conscious. And you can develop relationships with everything, whether it's a chair or a crystal. And a challenge for everyone, if you're ever somewhere where a chair isn't comfortable, get centered and ask the chair mm -hmm. to become more comfortable. And you might be surprised that all of a sudden it is. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's the... That, uh... Dr. Hugh Len is the uh, the guy who does that whole pono pono, and okay. he he brings that up in in his talks, and, and uh, he also says we can he uses whole pono to 
erase the reaction he has for other people. Like in the hospital setting, you know, somebody appeared to be crazy. He said, no, that's my reaction to it. I erase my reaction to that. And this person is actually okay. And eventually that person started getting to be okay because he removed the negative feedback loop of, you know, craziness versus sanity. And uh, it's, uh, but it was always him. It was, it was never the other person. Right, because you are the only one in the room, and so right. am I. Mm -hmm. It's a, one of those paradoxical truths. We're separate, but yet we're one. And if you mm -hmm. can really come at it from that place of oneality, mm -hmm. you can really shift anything and everything in your life. Yeah. So, and, yeah, we'll do a whole separate talk. We already talked before the stream. We might do a whole thing on just Topo Bono Ono, if I pronounced mm -hmm. it right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. Your word is missing, but uh, you have to write it out. It's every other letter is an O, just about. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll just say, you know, that H word. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. it. Keep it more simple. And before I forget, too, if anybody watching wants to connect uh, with Ernie, uh, his website is creeksidehealing.org. And it's not just a clever name. I've been to Ernie's house one time, and the back of his property is up against this beautiful creek. And it is um, not just a clever name. He's around a wonderful little what we call a pachamamita, which means nature spirit of the land. And uh, he, he has a, a great ally for helping people work through things. So you can check out his website. Well, uh, and that's that's where the name coming out. I was I was there for 20 years. I've since moved on, but I go to my neighbor's house, which is right there, and uh, it, it, which is five minute walk to Chamam, and they have a stream that goes through there. It's the same yeah. stream. But, uh, In fact, their building is called um, Laughing Creek, if I remember it. Right, yeah. up against the creek. And just because you move from a place, uh, the mm -hmm. nature spirit can still be an ally because they're they're. You know that we're so interconnected and right. so just because I've, I've been to alaska one of my great nature spirit allies is mount mckinley that i've worked with quite a bit mm -hmm. uh so like you can still call upon those nature spirits to um to advocate for you and to help actualize things oh yeah it's a uh, well your your imagination can uh is the doorstep to spirituality and uh, fantasy can become spirit reality and uh that's how we get there yeah. And Mary Lee was asking if we could do a, a Hopo Bono Ono with like politicians or other icons in the world that we might not necessarily resonate with. We can mm -hmm. absolutely do that with anyone and everyone, but mm -hmm. it's about the space you're holding while you're using the tool. If you're using the tool as an FU spirit mm -hmm. or politician person that I don't like, mm -hmm. you might not get the desired result. But if you can really come from a place, wow, we're one. Yeah, There's well, a part of me that is that. And right. then that's where the magic can can truly happen. And we right. might have a resistance to do that for people who are really in the public eye and causing chaos in the world. Right. It's uh, uh, it. Well, they're they're the stick that God is using to stir the pot. Right. And and we're the the only we can't heal another person. We can just heal ourselves. So if we can heal ourselves in their presence, they get the backwash of their own opportunity to heal. So it's a, we can't zap them. <laughs> yep. And oftentimes, once you stop having a resistance to the things that you see in the world that you find unappealing, and you can be in a place of allowance, 
allowance is a place where you allow them to be who they are without judging them, resisting with them, agreeing with them, or to say it in a more fluent way, any place that you align and agree with or resist and react to another person, place, or thing, that is adding into the concrete of duality, where if you can say, I'm an allowance of it, you just let it be, you're not Mm -hmm. judging it, you now create the space for both you and the other person to step into some new possibility. And that's the space to hold with the technique of Hopopono Ono, which I'm mispronouncing. <laughs> but uh, but you, you take my point, and that yes. that's a, it's about the space you hold, and all this inner work we're using with astrology and everything else. These are tools to refine those things that would create barriers for us to be able to enter into that space. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's it. Everything can be a tool, and hopefully used uh, properly, skillfully, uh, skillfully <laughs> uh, with with a great deal of freedom and independence, and detachment. Right. Very good. And any, any other questions or anything in the chat? Or we got the silent chat? We have a silent, they're giving us a silent treatment. We do have somebody on Periscope, which I don't get many comments. We have someone just saying, hello, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Periscope is like the Twitter video. And I don't get a ton of people from there. So I'm always excited when I see someone tuning in from Periscope. Please retweet it, share it, whatever you like, so we can hopefully get more people um tuning into these broadcasts from from that platform. You got a lot of followers and things. I just don't get a lot of interaction because I think Periscope is a whole a whole yeah. thing of its own. So if you have a Twitter account, look up the Sonic Shaman on Twitter and retweet these things so maybe we can get a little bit more awareness uh, on the Twitter platform as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any questions to anyone who... Um, we're coming up in an hour and I always try to wrap these under an hour so I can upload these to Instagram TV. So this is like the final call. If you have a question about any of the charts that we went over uh, or anything like that to speak now or forever hold the stream in your heart. I know that was a cheesy rhyme. <laughs> the uh, uh, one thing is uh, these charts were like transit charts, which means where they where they are now or where they're going to be in the next you know, a month or two, and uh, you, to do a chart for yourself, you position the planets where when you were born, and that's called a natal chart, and you can interact those with the transit charts, or you can interact it with other people, and those are comparison charts. Yep. In other words, too, like if we were to take this chart and put it over top of your chart, we could then also see what mm-hmm. from your natal chart is squaring or in opposition or is relating to your natal chart in that way. And it gives you insight as to how these uh, global uh, planet movements are impacting you on a more personal level. And you can more, it gives you a lot more insight as to, for you, how will these things uh, come come up and what things could you work with to best harness the information. And that's something Ernie could do more on a one-on-one basis, of course. Uh, if you go to his sure. website and reach out, that is uh, mm-hmm. something that he's very skilled at. My friend Casey, uh, if you watch Stir Crazy Shamans, like I said at the beginning, he actually got a reading from Ernie uh, way back and it blew him away. It was one of the best astrology readings he ever got. So that's coming from Casey. <laughs> so you know that uh, it, uh, that it really impacted him if he's saying something like that. But uh, Ernie's website, again, is creeksidehealing.org. Or, or or I'm on Facebook with just with with that uh, Creekside Healing or or my own name just Ernie Betts. We can become friends. <laughs> he doesn't bite, so no. it's all safe. <laughs> Excellent. But we haven't gotten any questions, so if there's no questions, I suppose we can uh, wrap. Or is there any final thought on astrology or anything else that you'd like to end on a, a good note with Ernie? 
no pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Positive attitude can overweigh almost anything. So, absolutely. The because like the attitude we have or the state of being we have are kind of like the lenses that we look at the universe with. And if you can look at with the attitude of gratitude, you mm -hmm. look through that lens, everything can become a possibility. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> look through the look through life with the lens of gratitude, and everything can become a possibility where you can be in creationship with every other aspect of divinity that comes across your path. Ooh. Write that down. Right. Well, fortunately, we recorded it, so we could go write it down afterwards. Because half the time after these, I have no recollection of anything I saw. Yeah, I know. It's too busy thinking. I'm not remember. Oh, it's more flowing. Uh, but anyhow, but thank you all for tuning in uh, for our little astrology for self-help. Perhaps we'll do this again from time to time when we have big aspects coming up and we can kind of take a look and see uh, what we can do to work with those energies. And if you are watching on Facebook or Periscope and you want to go back and watch the replay, there is a link in the comments uh, to the YouTube channel where this video is. That's the best place to watch. Make sure you give it a thumbs up, uh, share the video from there. Uh, and please subscribe. That way you know when I'm going to be on because my coffee connects. I'm kind of random. I might say I'm streaming at 10, but then I come on at 930. Uh, so the best place to not miss uh, when I'm going to do a stream is if you subscribed to the YouTube channel and turned on notifications. And best of all, if you watch there, Google finds it relevant, serves it to more people, and that allows us to reach a lot more people with this contagion of consciousness. So thank you all for joining us, and we will catch you uh, next time. Thanks for joining us today for the show. The Sonic Shaman is part of the Emergence of Being Contributor Network. Visit emergenceofbeing.com to learn about all the contributors and learn about our services and upcoming events. Please take a moment to subscribe to the channel. You can contribute to the show by supporting our efforts and sharing our content with those you care about and those who need it most.